This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Welcome to Brick by Brick, a podcast produced by Move Your Mind, committed to changing the construction industry, one conversation at a time. There are endless issues surrounding mental health in companies. When comparing industry rates of mental illness, the construction industry sticks out like a sore thumb. 77% of employees say they've experienced burnout in their current job. At best, mental health issues lead to more sick days and reduce company productivity. At worst, it can lead to an increased risk of suicide, with the construction industry having a suicide rate 4.5 times higher than the general public. This needs to change. I want to thank Hayden Masters for taking the initiative and joining me today to raise awareness on the issue and to share his insights as a leader in the construction industry. Hayden's the head of health and wellbeing at Built. I want to also say a huge thank you to Len Lease for sponsoring this podcast. Hayden, thanks so much for making the time. To, you're our second guest on the Move Your Mind construction series, so really appreciate it. You're really excited to learn about your story and have another conversation about mental health in this industry. So, yeah, thank you for making the time. No worries. Pleased to be here, Nick. Appreciate it. So I guess to, to start with, are you able to give a background on yourself and what you're now doing? Yeah, sure. Uh, Nick, I was working in a completely different industry, um, which was the sports industry. Um, I was lucky enough to work for 20 years in rugby union and rugby league in Australia, overseas in England and, and in Japan as well, uh, finishing up a career with the Australian rugby union team, the Wallabies. Um, I was the head of strength and conditioning uh, for the 2015 World Cup and beyond. Um, and, uh, you know, it got to the point in my career where it was caught, it was, was having um, you know, impact on my mental health. You know, I started to get pretty bad anxiety. I was working in a high stress, high pressure environment, you know, high demand on results seven days a week, you know, 14, 15 hour days. And um, it was time to get out, you know, five months away from my family. Every year was very demanding. Um, and, uh, you know, my mental health was suffering. So for me, my, my transfer was always going to be to corporate health and wellbeing because I've got so much to offer in that coaching world that I could transfer across. And it just happened to be that my opportunity came um, to meet with Marco Rossi, uh, who's the head of uh, Built, which is the construction company here in, in Australia. And, um, and we chatted and we, we put down a plan and I now work as the head of health and wellbeing for Build. I've been there for just short of four years. Um, and, and literally we are in the process of, of trying to, you know, create a new way forward for the industry, especially in health and wellbeing. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing that. And I think there's so much, even in just what you said there, I guess like burnout is across the board, such a huge topic. Is that something that I guess in the construction industry, but more broadly as well, that you've seen and are seeing as being 
a big issue that we need to try and look look further into? Yeah, Nick, it's it's a massive issue, and uh, you know, across the board, not only in you know working in the construction industry, but just just people in general. Um, you know, the uh, not understanding the stresses, not understanding how to deal with the stresses in our life, uh, our lifestyle choices, the impact that lack of sleep has on that, um, the, the lack of time to do the things we enjoy, uh, which are really critical to you know, our mental health, um, you know, our physical health as well, you know, not eating well. There's just the demands of our life are huge, you know, and throw in COVID, throw in inflation, throw in interest rates, throw in everything that's coming to us you know, in Australia, you know, floods and, and all this sort of stuff that's coming. It's, it's a very difficult time. And I think, uh, you know, the more we can have these discussions around burnout, around stress and managing our stress, the better people will be firstly aware that these things are actually normal. You know, that if we don't actually action these things that they will come and bite us, but it's okay to put your hand up. Um, and that's probably, you know, I think the biggest change that we're seeing at the moment, um, you know, through COVID, one of the great things was a lot more connectivity with people having conversations about mental health and burnout. And that's definitely one of the huge things that we're dealing with every day in society. Absolutely. And no, I think that's really well said. And and it is, you know, there's so much more conversation about it. And I think, which is fantastic. That's a big thing that has come out of COVID. And a lot of people were suffering to the point where they they had to speak up and it broke down a lot of those barriers. And I think as the two of us were talking about before we started this interview, probably the next step now is it's great that these conversations, there's knowledge out there, but how can we actually start to make these practical changes? Because, you know, we can have all the knowledge in the world, but if we don't actually do things on a daily basis, we're going to fall into the same patterns and burn out and you know not not get the the benefits and not have the sustainability that you know we're all striving to to find yeah that's that's exactly the point and that and that's i think you know if i can talk about built uh, yeah, in particular please. about what we're trying to do you know is we're on a process of of you know for four years now i've been uh, progressively building up the, our programs there that we can do to try and do exactly that you know like we need to build awareness around these things and that comes from events that comes from like you know days like are you okay day it comes from you know mental health awareness month which is you know right now october um uh you know other other sort of awareness programs around that but then what we need to do is we need to like uh foster curiosity we need to actually get people interested in their mental health and, and the way we can do that is through education we can do that through practical workshops which we're doing um, at Built. We have a program called Built to Finish Stronger, which is our site-based health and wellbeing programs. Um, and built into all those things is those, you know, fostering curiosity around, um, you know, their mental health, their physical health, you know, um, giving people experiences like meditation, like breathing sessions, um, you know, exercise options, things that are available to our people online. And then potentially off the back of that, programs that allow people to build new habits, you know, to, to build it into their routines. Um, and the only way we can do that is by getting people to understand the importance of those things, deliver a program that gives them some, you know, some curiosity, and then we deliver a program that allows them to just to, to, to build on those habits, you know, things like we have a program called Built Fit to mm -hmm. Give, which is a program where we have involved our social impact through um, charity, through giving, with also, um, you know, the things like the City to Surf's um, 10 kilometre fun runs and things where our members join up, our, our staff join up, 
Uh, we have an eight-week training program that, that builds. So for, for beginners who have never run before, you know, they can start from scratch. They can run in groups. They can socially connect with, with their work colleagues. Um, and at the same time, they can raise money um, for, for the charities that are aligned to our social impact strategy. And, and so far, like the feedback from those things has been enormous. You know, we've got people who have never run 10 kilometres before and now keen to run a half marathon. You know, yeah. so, so that's that process of building up regular habits and, and that's what we're trying to do. And, and it happens across the board, both with meditation, mindfulness uh, and programs that we run. That's fantastic. And I, I guess it's, you know, a lot of the barrier, the barrier normally is, it's a big job to sort of start integrating these changes and to, to keep, you know, when all there's all these other things going on, how do we actually put the effort in and make, make sure that we get people joining these programs. But when, when they do do it, you see the benefit. And has it been something that I guess, since you came on and seeing where things are now, have you guys seen a big benefit out of doing this for, for, for the employees in build? Well, it's interesting you say that, Nick, because literally um, COVID stopped us having face-to-face connection, yeah. you know, for so long. I mean, it, it cancelled all the events for two years that were on, you know, things like City to Surf hadn't run for three years here in Sydney. It's the largest, um, I think it's the largest fun run in the Southern Hemisphere, if not maybe the world, where there's like 65, 70,000 people turn up. Yeah. Uh, and we had a crew of about 75 people from our Sydney area that a new south wales area that joined that um you know we, we we trained together we connected together we finished the race together we we sat down and you know enjoyed each other's company after that and, and it's raving you know like the amount of people that have already come up and said we're doing that again next year and the amount of people that are saying i'm going to do that next year is huge you know so um we've run those now uh, i think the melbourne marathon was last weekend and we had a, a group of about 45 down there from the company. So, yeah, we're getting traction in, in those sorts of things. And there's no doubt it does bring people together. And I think where we need to change is, yes, we can we can get people who are usually fit and usually do those things to do those no worries. Uh, it's now the challenge is to get those people who say they're too busy, that they're not, you know, that they haven't got time, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's now time for us to try and convert those people. And I think, through social connection, through enjoyment. That's how we do that. Lendlease is proudly sponsoring the Brick by Brick podcast. They're committed to the health and safety of their people and those they work with and have been acknowledged externally for their focus on providing healthy workplaces. Lendlease is certified as a globally healthy workplace in recognition of their focus on employee health and well-being. In addition, Lendlease won the multinational employer category at the six Global Healthy Workplace Awards. They have a holistic approach to health and well-being and continue to grow their focus around mental health. Lendlease genuinely care and are out there not just to make a difference in their organisation, but in construction and society as a whole. We're very proud to have Lendlease as a sponsor of the Brick by Brick podcast. Yeah, no, it's a, that's a really good point. And it's always the question, how do we do it? And, you know, but it, like you're saying, those are some of the, the key things. Are there Are there things that you're further things you're looking to put in place to try and get the broader sort of community, the broader, you know, employees in the company doing these sort of behavior change. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, well, one, of, I think one of the, uh, one of the really uh, unbelievable strategies that built brought in, in the last, I suppose, year is our social impact, um, you know, like programs. And uh, we have uh 
a, a large focus on volunteering as well. Um, and so part of Built's, you know, I suppose I could call it, you know, health and wellbeing policies and social impact strategies is around offering people the opportunity to volunteer their time uh, during work hours to go off and, and, and that's aligned to some of our charities. And, you know, we, you know, people, uh, you know, sign up for that voluntarily and the take up on that is huge, you know, like people are like, wow, like giving, giving your time and giving is one of the, you know, fabulous mental health strategies we can integrate into our lives. Whether it's, you know, just doing something small for someone or, or, or taking a day out of your busy life and giving. Um, and so, yeah, so there's a, a very mm. large push in that area as well. It doesn't need to be physical. It doesn't need to be about your physical health. It can be about your mental health. And so, yeah, the company's taken a really, really great view that we've got lots of opportunities for people to decide on the way that they'd like to give and the way they'd like to contribute to society and to the, and to the wellbeing culture of the company. I love that. I love that. And, and, you know, there's no one size fits all and it's such a good message, you know, it really does. And it's yeah. sort of often the last thing we feel like doing when we're overwhelmed to go and give back, but it it's profound how much of an impact that makes. So I guess it's this experiential sort of thing that when you do take that first step and do it, you realize the benefits and then you're more likely to do it more. So it's sort of just getting from that point A to then, you know, going and, and making that taking that step, taking that first step, I think is the hardest. Yeah, step. absolutely. That's exactly right. Like it, it's giving people opportunities in the broad spectrum to be involved in things that they'd like to do and then giving them the opportunity to follow on with those things after they've experienced them. And, that, and that's where that building change occurs. Uh, exactly. Um, in the construction industry as a whole, you know, what's your view on on mental health in that industry on, I guess, what is being done and, and probably what needs to be done moving forward? Look, I think there's a, a really great opportunity in an industry that's probably rife with stigma um, around mental health problems, um, an industry that's very much male-dominated, um, you know, so it's a, a tough blokey sort of environment, um, very similar to the environment I came out of sport, you know, like yeah. we, in, in, in rugby, you know, rugby and rugby league, very blokey, you know, you didn't really talk up about your mental health. Um, but I think the, there's a great opportunity. I know that there we have um, some of our senior executive team at the moment working on some of these working committees around psychological safety, which mental health obviously is a huge component. Um talking about, you know, flexible hours, talking about, you know, flexible working arrangements, you know, um, you know, the environment, the culture, all those sorts of things, bullying, harassment, like all those sorts of things are tied in. What I can honestly say is that since I've been there, it, it's become, and this is, I can only really speak, speak for built, is that there's been a large push on mental health awareness since I've been there. Um, our programming and our policies really direct, uh, direct us to that. Um, yes, I think there's a long way to go in flexible working arrangements. Um, the industry is rife with a culture of long working hours um, and it's not sustainable in, in regards to, you know, burnout um, staff at the moment where there's critical shortages in staff, you know, in resources available um, across probably all industries, but the construction industry in particular. And so managing our assets that are our people to thrive um, or the, 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 the term we like to use now flourish and mm. really, really enjoy what they're doing um, and, and have a meaningful purpose. I think that's the key thing. The work-life balance thing is going to be an issue, but it will be addressed 
through these working groups that are working on these sorts of things at a government level. Um, and um, it'll filter down and it will have a big impact. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Yeah, and, and I think it's also an education on, you know, like you're saying, yes, some of that does need to change with work-life balance and if you're working crazy hours, you can't sustain it. But there's also a lot of positives about working in the construction industry and I think there needs to be education about that as well because I think a lot of people are, you know, just looking for, okay, what's next? What's the what's a, a different job I can do? What's a better job where, you know, there's so many benefits of working in the industry and we've, it's almost we've got too much choice now or perceived choice when it's not actually, you know, potentially an option, um, we can look at too many places. So I think it's, um, you know, that's yeah. another part of it. I agree. I agree with what you said there, Nick, about the positives of the construction industry. I mean, it's one of the largest employees, uh, if not if not the largest employee in Australia of people. And, um, you know, the, the people I deal with are built, they love their job. They love what they do. They, they love the, the, the stress. They love the pressure. They love the delivery. Um, they deliver good products. And, and I think, yeah, you're right. Like it, yep. it is an industry that has got a stigma attached to it around, um, you know, being a hard industry. It's a dirty industry, you know, like you, you're working in environments. But for the, for the part, most people I speak to really love what they do. So, yeah, there is a lot of positives. I mean, who wouldn't at the end of the day? I, I can tell you a story that our, our CEO told us um, recently. One of the, the clients um, in one of our jobs in the Sydney CBD was walking um, up the street and he was um, walking past one of our sites or his sites and he, one of our workers was there with his child, like young kid, and he was like pointing to his shirt and then he was pointing to the crane and he was pointing the shirt and saying, yeah, that's that's what we're doing. That's who I work for. And he was really proud and really, you know, great. And um, that client told Brett the story and he said, but that's what you guys are about. Like you love what you do. And yeah. so very much so, yeah, very positive industry. I love that. And we we actually had a very similar story in the first episode of this series. And it was about, you know, pointing to a building and, you know, we, we built that. And I think, you know, that's more valuable than ever these days as well, when so many things in the world are intangible, like being in yeah. an industry where there's a physical component. We, we actually built this thing. We go, you know, you go there, you're on site, you're creating this actual, you know, tangible thing. It's definitely, you know, something really important in that. And yeah, I think something definitely. to be proud of. So I think it's yeah a really really important point. Um, so you, I guess yeah you you've come from the sporting industry. You're now in the construction world. What for for yourself? What do you do to to manage your own well being to sort of keep uh, balance, to keep balance in life? <laughs> how, how, how do you I've got to that? I've got to practice what I preach. Well, you know, it was only um, uh, probably yeah four years ago that I started meditating. You know, and um, and I was one of these people who's guilty of thinking that my physical health, you know, bashing myself in the gym, um, you know, like really trying to like eating well, I thought that was all I needed to really do to keep my mental health uh, in line. 
And, and I, I kind of researched and I went, well, no, it's not, you know, there's, there's so much more out there. And um, during the process of, of my transition, I had really bad anxiety. I went and saw a counselor and we sat down and, 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 you know, I was away five months a year. So you think about yeah. when I come home, you know, and the kids and my wife and everything, it's like, well, hang on, you're not going to go and play you know, golf or go surfing because you've been away. Even though they were encouraging and it was my perception that I shouldn't do those things. And they were the things that I needed to do. They were the things I needed to do. So look, I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm routinely like meditating once or twice a day um, because I know the the value that that places on my ability to do the things that I want to do, my enjoyment, settling down my nervous system. That's huge for me. Even if it's just five minutes of breath work, um, hugely important. Um, I surf and I surf regularly, um, you know, like we'll just come away from five days of being up the coast and, and my, all my kids are surfing. And that's what I'm, I really make time for when I get to the weekend, when I get to like summer and it's daylight saving, making sure that if it's, if it's worthwhile, I can get in the water. Um, but there's also the, the factors around exercise. You know, that's one of my stresses, um, meaningful purpose. Like I have a great job. I love what I do. That's a huge factor for me you know and and i love social connection so i'm making sure that whenever i'm at work I, i'm i'm um it's, it's kind of different but you know i'm in health and well-being and people look for me to be a positive part of their day you know so all of my habits like going to bed sleeping well sleep hygiene you know um you know making sure that i'm not drinking a lot of alcohol avoiding a lot of caffeine they all go to the person that I want to be when I go to work, which is you and I next sit down for five minutes and you walk away having a positive experience with me. Um, and that's how I like, I like to have everything, you know, and then that's when I know I've got balance. When I do my programs, I walk away with satisfaction knowing that I've helped someone, whether it's one person out of 10 in a group, it doesn't matter. It's, it's that, but it's all around that holistic approach, you know, meditation, getting out there and doing the things I love, catching up with my mates, spending time with a family, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with my wife, with my kids, because that gives me the opportunity to really engage in what they're doing um, and just minimising the harm. I think that's probably, you know, like no one's perfect and I can promise you right now that I'm not perfect, but it's that minimising the harmful things that we know are causing issues, you know, in society, in our life, you know, alcohol, um, you know, like um you know spending too much time on social media you know not respecting your bedtime all those sorts of things I'm, I'm really quite you know strict about yeah i love i love everything you said there and i think what you're saying about this holistic approach and just find you know there's no one size fits all everything's different for each individual but it's yeah. not about i think there can be a misconception as well that oh, i'm stressed or i'm going through a really difficult period with my mental health you know, what can I do to just get through this? And then once you get through that period, then thinking, okay, it's, it's all, it's all good again. I can just, you know, stop doing all the things that got me there, but it's really a lifelong process and incorporating, you know, like what you're talking about in your own life, incorporating all of these things into the, the one thing, you know, you work, you find your purpose at work, outside of work, you have time with the family, you go surfing and do things that are good for yourself, exercising, you know, meditating. It's, it's not one thing. It's a combination of all these different things that, that work together. And, you know, we're not going to, ever get it perfect and we shouldn't be aiming for that but it's having that holistic balance that you're talking about i think is such an important message yeah absolutely and look i think one of the points that you just made nick about you know oh you know what do i do when i'm stressed oh, i golf and i meditate and, and then my stress levels goes down and i stop doing it 
you know, it, it can be, you can find sometimes it's a bit laborious, you know, like, so I like mm. to go out and find new things, you know, like I just did a, a breath workshop with a guy that does hypno breath work, you know, totally outside of, you know, stuff I've done before, but that was sort of an amazing experience as well. So I think like, not only do you have to just follow the mainstream stuff, but you can go outside and learn new things. There's, there's so much stuff on offer for your mental health, for your physical health, um, you know, that, that it's, it's really just opening up your imagination to what you'd like to do. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. So we finish every episode with, we've just got five closing questions. Um, I don't know if you've heard these before. They're not nothing too crazy. Though. I'm not going to throw you too far in the deep end here. They're all mental health sort of related. Um, yeah, okay. So the first one is what's, what's your best childhood memory that comes to mind? Um. Far out. That's you are throwing me under the bus a little oh, bit there. there. No, they'll get it. No, 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 no. I've got one. Um, well, like I, I was blessed. I grew up, um, grew up in Manly, um, on Manly Beach here in Sydney, and um, I just remember my best my childhood memories were just out in the surf with my mates. You know, like being a young kid. Um, it's eight o'clock at night. We've been down the beach since seven thirty in the morning doing you know nippers and you know life saving and that sort of stuff. And it's eight o'clock at night and it's still beautiful down there. And I'm out there with like, you know, three or four mates, sun's going down. And, and, and that's my, that's my peaceful place. Oh, it's such a beautiful place. Such an amazing mm. place to grow up. Yeah. Man, I love Manly. Oh, blessed, mate. I've been blessed. It's amazing. Uh, what, what do you think is the biggest burden on mental health in society at the moment? I think it's just still the stigma, you know, like um, the, 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 and it's not so much, I don't think the stigma that people, you know, think are, um, you know, is is so much around uh, what people think. It's the stigma around what we think other people think. That's yeah. the most challenging thing at the moment. Is you know, like we we have to stop thinking that people are going to judge us because we have a mental health issue. Um, and I think one of the and just to expand on that question. It's the definition of mental health, which I think is really probably creating a lot more of that stigma. You know, like we have mental health and mental health is not a great sort of way to describe, you know, I've got poor mental health, I've got bad or good mental health. Um, and then there's mental illness, which is people who are diagnosed with a, a, a condition that actually affects their mental health, you know, in, in a different way. It's a pathological thing. So yeah. what I like to look at is, you know, like, um, there's, a, there's an author by the name of Corey Keys, and he's a positive psychologist. I'm not sure if you've heard of him, Nick, but he he came up with what's called the mental health continuum, and it's yeah. basically one in one end of the continuum is languishing, which is like basically you're in a hole, you know, like you, yeah. you're motor, unmotivated, you can't get things done, it's, you know, things are, are not working for you, and the other end we have flourishing, where everything's going great, and everyone needs to know that we we are on a moving part of that continuum all the time we don't just sit in the middle and go or sit at the flourishing go this is great things happen in our life to take us between languishing and flourishing and vice versa and so we need to recognize that we need to recognize there are tough times in our life and that there are resources available for us and people to speak to to help us learn how to flourish absolutely and and i actually use that continuum as an example a lot of the time and i've done it in a lot of my presentations and it's i think it's like you're saying there's such a great simple way to, to be able to show, you know, the extremes of this, this whole area. So yeah, I really like that answer. Yeah. Uh, what would you say is your personal definition of happiness? Um, where everything's going well. 
um, where I where everything's where where I'm uh, in terms of happiness is where um, I can come home every day knowing that I've done everything in my power to be myself to actually you know give people the resources and things that they need at work but then also to give my family and myself what I need to flourish that's my definition of happiness love it I've got two more here yep. uh, what are you most afraid of you know it's interesting when I used to uh, before I used to meditate and I went through a personal growth I used to be most afraid of failure mm-hmm. yeah that's I'm not afraid of failure anymore um, I see failure as a learning opportunity. I see the downtimes as, as an opportunity to, to grow. Um, COVID is a great example of, of even though, you know, there was misery in the world and, and, and it had such a negative impact on the world, families and stuff. But if you look at the things that we developed in COVID and the way that we're able to adjust our work life, we socially connected in a different way. Uh, we had so much more care and, 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 and value to our community and stuff. Um, I think, you know, we can prepare for those things better. And so what I'm most afraid of is, is that the people in the world just continue to go on the way they are oblivious to what we need to do to, to flourish. Yeah. No, great. Great answer. And, and again, I agree with you in what you're saying with, um, with the failure part. I think, you know, to look at failure as it's not failure, it's actually learning. We actually learn more when we fail. So when you, when you have that mindset, then you, you don't really you can't get as overwhelmed because you sort of whatever you're approaching, you're either going to get sort of the result you're aiming for, or if it doesn't go your way, you're like, okay, great. What can I learn from this? And that's how we grow. So I think it's a yeah. really good way to put it. Yeah. Um, and I have, I have, you know, like that, just in mind that question there, it's, I mean, I, I, the first place I look at people not flourishing is, is my social mate, my mates, my family, my families and stuff. And so, you know, um, I look at that and I look at, you know, I'm 48 years old this year. Nick and I, and I look around me and I'm like, wow, you know, so many of my friends are not going the right way um, mm. mentally, you know, physically, whatever it may be. So my biggest fear is, is that people don't start to, you know, take accountability for those things. Absolutely. Because, you know, it's like, it's the most important thing. It really is. You know, we've got to, Absolutely. got to be aware of these things and yeah, exactly. Not let it get out of hand. Yeah. So final one, uh, what are you most proud of? Uh, I'm most proud of my family. I think that's that's you know um, you know what I do everything for. Um, I've got a, a, a beautiful wife. I've got three great kids. Um, you know, and everything that I do in life, I do for them. I'm, I'm proud of my career. You know, I, I, I achieved my career goals in rugby union. Um, that uh, that was amazing. You know, so for me, my focus is on my family, and, and I'm really proud of them because of who they are and 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 how we are together. Appreciate it, mate. And thank you so much for making the time. And uh, one final thing, where for everyone listening, we'll put this in the show notes as well, but where can they go if they want to learn more about Built? Well, I think you can go to our website, built.com.au. Um, yeah. It's uh, We've got a lot of presence on, uh, on social media, on LinkedIn. Um, but, yeah, there's no doubt you can learn a lot about a great company by going to our website, having looked through um, there's a lot of information on there on our employment value program um, about recruitment and retention and, and, um, and you know, the amazing projects that we're doing at the moment. So yeah, please put www.built.com.au. Great. Well, we'll, we'll put the uh, link to the website and the social links in 
the show notes for anyone listening and yeah hayden thank you again for making the time really appreciate it i've taken a lot out of this and i think our listeners are gonna you know get a lot out of this interview so i appreciate you making the time to do it my pleasure nick thanks for chatting thanks so much thanks to hayden masters for joining me today for brick by brick hey it's Paige desorbo from giggly squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to quince i'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters sleek leather jackets fine jewelry and so much more with quince being 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.